0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast, where I am sharing my book Super Gym a chapter, or sometimes two, a week, and this week is a double chapter. We are doing chapters 9 and 10 this week. Just a reminder that Super Gym is for adults only. It has violence and triggering content, so please proceed with caution. Without further ado, here is Chapter 9 of Super Gym. Five more. Lower. I said lower. Get your ass down. Maggie wasn't sure why she could squat lower when he yelled at her. She was certain she was on the brink of collapse. Her legs did not feel as if they could go any lower, but they did. She struggled under the barbell. She was almost sitting on her heels, but it still wasn't enough. Thor looked pissed. His face was bright purple and a vein pulsed in his neck. He lowered his sunglasses and revealed his pale eyes. Despite her flushed cheeks and sweat-drenched skin, she shivered under his icy stare. He didn't say anything. She tried to drop lower. He pushed his sunglasses back up on his nose. And she tried to stand. Her legs refused to move. Then slowly, she began to rise. The barbell swung and dipped, and she cursed as she fought to keep it across her shoulders. Thor shook his head. Maggie thought she saw the hint of a smile at the corners of his mouth. Then he pointed at the spin bike, and she groaned. Her legs were already limp and spaghetti-like. He snapped and pointed again. Get moving. I'll be back in a minute. Maggie climbed on the bike and watched him walk away. Thor slammed through the locker room door. He leaned on the sink and tried to breathe. His heart was beating too fast and his chest felt tight. What the hell is wrong with me? Thor looked in the mirror and for the first time he couldn't focus on his muscles. He didn't even want to practice posing. He whipped off his sunglasses and looked into his own eyes. He slapped his face and then the other side, and again. He shook his head violently. He flexed his biceps and tried to focus. It was no good. She was in his head. He could see every curve. He couldn't forget her big blue eyes. They were dark like sapphires, and he felt naked when she looked at him. It was unnerving. She seemed to look through the bullshit and the posturing, and see what was underneath. He wasn't sure he wanted her to see that. There was a lot he didn't want her to know. Why did it have to be Maggie, of all the women in Famicili? Why did it have to be her? She was a problem, a mystery. Even Mr. Pratt had no idea how to handle her. Thor didn't like being her trainer. Well, that wasn't entirely true. He liked to stare at her ass when she did squats. Maggie's perky, round backside was too wide to be considered ideal, but Thor secretly liked women with a little extra junk in the trunk. Thor had never given women much thought, really. If he wanted one, he took one. It was one of the perks of being a trainer. He had no interest in becoming involved with any of them. He'd seen what love did to people. A bachelor's life was simpler and safer. When Thor was 13, his father left. His mother was angry at first. She yelled a lot. She broke all the dishes. Quincy tried to clean up the glass, and she beat him with a rolling pin. He was older than Thor, but he was weak. He cried and let her keep abusing him. Thor couldn't stand to watch him blubber. He loved his mother, but he would have reacted quite differently. Probably why she chose to hit Quincy instead. His dad found a new girlfriend, a much younger one. The girlfriend sat in the row behind Thor in his health class. She was a year older than him. The girl was nothing special, even by high school standards, and he was surprised his dad had created so much drama over such a plain girl. She must have had other talents. The plain ones usually did. She was younger and thinner, and that's what bothered his mother the most. She signed up for a weight loss program at the new gym in Famicili, the very first super gym. The program worked. His mother grew thin and learned to style her hair. Mr. Pratt took an interest in her and gave her a job as his secretary. Thor joined the super gym and packed on a lot of muscle in a short amount of time. He loved lifting. it made sense. It was simple and effective. He liked the way it made him look, and he started spending more time in front of the mirror. One day while he was flexing, another client called his body the ideal. The next morning, Mr. Pratt offered him a job and launched the Super Gym Trainers Program. They could never convince Quincy to join. The family fell apart soon after. Thor moved into his own apartment, but he still saw his mother occasionally. They both worked for the Super Gyms, but in different locations. They rarely spoke, which was a relief. Quincy disappeared. Thor thought it was suspicious at the time. Quincy had always been fond of gadgets. He collected the latest technology and was never without a tablet in his hand. Yet he left everything behind. He didn't even pack his clothes. He just vanished. His mother never really got over his dad. She worked for Mr. Pratt for almost a year, but she just grew weaker and weaker until she died of a broken heart. Thor was a successful head trainer by that point. Mr. Pratt liked what he saw. He was young, but commanded respect. And no one dared to say no to him. And he was heartless. That was what Mr. Pratt liked most of all. Thor couldn't change now. He couldn't go easy on Maggie just because of a stupid crush. He splashed some water on his face. A light on his belt flashed. Two long beeps sounded. She was resting. If he gave her any slack, she was sure to defy him every time. She was an impossible client, and he knew she would be the end of him. Thor stormed out of the locker room. He gathered all of his rage and turned it against her. He threw her on the floor. His hand brushed her breast, but he tried not to think about it. His heart was pounding and his breathing was shallow and labored. He dropped the heavy battle ropes next to her. Don't you dare stop. Once he was certain that she was putting in an appropriate amount of effort, he sprinted to the locker room and threw up. Chapter 10 Maggie's heart was pounding. It was going to explode. This time it was actually going to happen. Her arms burned. They were so heavy and she could barely twitch the ropes. She'd slowed down quite a bit when Thor ran off, but she didn't dare to stop. He had known. How had he known? She kept moving. The burn in her arms was almost unbearable. Sweat dripped from her nose and splashed onto the floor. She was making a nice little puddle. Thor would be pleased. The locker room door banged open. Thor never used doors like a normal person. He took out his anger on them in a way that was terrifying. She could hear him coming across the gym and picked up the pace. His face didn't look right. He was as pale as his rugged tan would allow, and he looked ill. She hesitated. He wobbled slightly on his feet and reached out to steady himself on a nearby squat rack. Are you okay? Maggie bit her lip. She shouldn't have spoken. She was in for it now. He looked at her for a moment. His eyes were hidden behind his ever-present sunglasses, and she couldn't read his expression. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Grab a drink and go to the wall. Climbing time. She hated climbing. Her arms hung at her sides like limp noodles. Thor watched her getting into her gear. He took a deep breath and joined her at the wall. Mr. Pratt had entered the building, and Thor knew he was watching. He held his breath and gave Maggie's ample ass a pinch. She jumped and glared at him. He could hear Mr. Pratt laughing. Get moving. Mr. Pratt threw an arm around Thor's shoulders, and they watched Maggie's ass jiggle as she fought to climb the wall. Nice work, my boy. A long way to go, but it's a start. He slapped Thor on the back and moved on to the next trainer. Thor tugged on the ropes and pulled Maggie off the wall. She spun around and crashed into him on her way down. He held onto her for a long moment. Her body was rigid in his grip, but she was so soft. He could feel Mr. Pratt's eyes on them, and he quickly dropped her. Do it again. Faster this time. She crossed her arms over her chest and glared at him. He stared back, doing his best to look mean until she sighed, dropped her arms, and obeyed. Her bike was on the ground. She just stared at it. It seemed so far away. Thor's workout had lasted all day. Her legs were stone. They wouldn't bend. She didn't think she would ever be able to pick up her bike. Thor was standing beside her. She hadn't noticed. Need a hand? I can't bend my legs. I'll take that as a compliment. He scooped up the bike with one hand. Better get moving. Dinner's in 46 minutes. Don't skimp on sleep tonight. Your muscles need it to recover. She watched him run off. Thor was a tyrant and brought her to her breaking point daily, but he was beautiful. Her workouts were more difficult every day, but he was surprisingly nice to her as long as she did what he said. She wanted to hate him, but she couldn't help the fluttery feeling she got when he looked at her with his ice blue eyes. Maggie pedaled toward her new home. It was a long ride. Her legs were screaming before she was over the first hill, and it was getting late. The roads were almost empty. She wasn't going to get there by dinner time. There would be a punishment for missing dinner, and another if she missed curfew. Maggie was exhausted. Her legs were numb. It felt like they weren't even there. Invisible legs, ha. Let's disappear completely. Invisible Maggie. Shut up, other Maggie. You're not going to make it. Get out while you can. You don't want to go back there. She stopped at the top of the last hill. She should turn right toward the clinic compound, Curfew was minutes away, but she hesitated. What kind of life did they have planned for her now? She had seen the few clients who had survived the clinic. They walked with shuffling steps. Their glassy eyes were trained on the ground, and little bubbles of spit collected in the corners of their mouths. Their lives were agony. Her life would be nothing but misery and pain. Maggie could see the wall in the distance, She turned her bike left instead. The road on the left sloped away from the city. She lifted her feet and coasted down a steep hill. The skyline disappeared, and the neat black road started to crack and crumble. Soon it was replaced by a narrow dirt trail that cut a winding path through rolling fields of flowers. The brownish hills were covered with rows of red, yellow, and orange. Maggie wondered if she was hallucinating. She had never seen such vibrant colors in nature. You need to eat. Refuel. For once, she agreed with other Maggie. She had been allowed a quick snack break around lunchtime. Thor gave her a thin bar. Benjamin Pratt had just released four new flavors. Hers was grape. It was gross, but it was better than nothing. She gobbled it down in seconds. It was all she had eaten that day. Maggie never questioned what lay beyond the city limits. Even before Mr. Pratt came to power, Famicili had been a singular location. There was nothing else. The vibrant colors of the field were shocking after the undisturbed gray of the city. The brown road rolled on through the gentle hills of flowers and bright green grass. She rounded a corner and skidded to a stop. A monumental wall of steel loomed before her, It stretched out of sight in either direction. The wall around the clinic seemed small and flimsy in comparison. There were ominous black guard towers every few yards. The road took a winding, haphazard route toward the solitary door in the base of the nearest guard tower. Maggie saw a flash of neon. Someone was in the tower. The door swung open with a shriek of rusted metal. Without waiting to see who emerged, Maggie dropped to the ground, her leg twisted painfully beneath her. Play along. Play dead. She closed her eyes and held very still. Panic welled up inside her. Her heart raced and she fought to control her breathing. Heavy footsteps were rapidly approaching. What happened to her? Passed out. I've seen this a few times before. Not many make it this far. This one must be a fighter. We'll have to tell Mr. Pratt. He doesn't have time for this. Drop her off at the Black Tower. Let Thor deal with her. What a waste. She's pretty. She's fat. Yeah, of course. I just meant that she could be pretty. Someday. Not right now, obviously. You like fatties? I'd be real careful if I were you... Don't let that get around. You never know who will report you. Are you going to report me? Maybe. It would teach you a lesson. Don't do that to me, Dunk. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Help me put her on the cart. She heard them move away, and Maggie dared to crack open an eye. There were three of them. The two who had been talking were average-looking. They had thin, pale faces and tiny waists, hidden by baggy purple and green uniforms. The third man was big, bigger than anyone she'd ever seen. He towered over the others. His uniform stretched tight across his chest, and his muscles were chiseled marble. He was looking right at her. Their eyes met. Idiot, close your eyes. His footsteps shook the ground. Each one sent an electric shock through her vertebrae. Maggie struggled to control her shaking muscles as he knelt beside her. She could feel his hot breath on her cheek. He didn't touch her. He didn't say anything. What was he waiting for? Play along. Don't fucking move. After what felt like an eternity, he sighed. Open your eyes. He spoke quietly. His voice was deep and rumbled in his throat. She stopped breathing. Every part of her body became perfectly still. I sent the others inside, and I'm blocking the view from the guard tower. No one can see you. Open your eyes. Don't you dare. She opened her eyes. He smiled. He had a nice face. That's better. Name's Trent. You are... Um, Maggie? Stay very still, Maggie. We only have a few minutes. Are you going to kill me? He laughs softly. No, definitely not. Are you a trainer? My turn. What are you doing outside the city limits? It's past curfew, you know. I don't know how I ended up here. I blacked out. And rode a bike for 28 miles. It was downhill. Smart. Real smart. How about the truth, Maggie? I wanted to disappear. He didn't reply immediately. She couldn't guess what he was thinking. His face was a mask, But she felt strangely hopeful. I can't help you with that. In a moment, I need to put you on the cart. I have to bring you back. It's okay. I don't have anywhere else to go. I have to report you. To Mr. Pratt? To Mr. Pratt, yes. I should bring you to him now. He glanced over his shoulder. There is one other option. I can bring you to Thor. Choose your doom. Thor. Trent was surprised. That was quick. Anyone is better than Mr. Pratt. Please, don't bring me to him. Fine, but Thor is no better. He's not a good guy, Maggie. Don't ever forget that. Oh, I don't think I will. Time for the cart. I'll try to be gentle, but I can't be too nice. I understand. Thank you. He smiled again and scooped her up effortlessly. She was lowered onto the cart next to her bicycle, and Trent pedaled away. Maggie kept her eyes closed, but she knew when they reached the top of the first hill. Trent's breathing grew easier. A cool breeze ruffled her hair. Trent pedaled in silence. The cart bounced all over the road. He turned the bike sharply and brought it to a sudden stop. Open your eyes, Maggie. This road was the worst she'd seen. The hard-packed dirt was full of holes and big rocks. Enormous black trees stood on either side of the broken road. Their mossy branches met overhead in a tangle, forming a kind of archway. Trent cleared his throat. His eyes were locked on the large building that was just visible in the growing dark. This is Thor's house. Are you sure this is what you want? The house was actually a black stone tower covered with windows. The lower level was lit, and they could see Thor sitting at a plain metal table. He was typing furiously on his tablet, probably concocting some new torture for Maggie. He was not going to love this little disruption. Maggie swallowed nervously. I'm sure. This is as far as I go. Once you pass the trees, the sensors will identify you. It's already entered in the database. You'll know everything. I'm sorry. I really wish I could do more. Maggie actually believed him. And that is the end of Chapter 10, Book Lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Super Jim. I hope you enjoyed this double chapter episode. And check back next week for a new chapter. Until then, keep reading.